coming up. It's Grandparents Day! Woo! Woo! That's, that's next. Wait, from, i got to turn up my hearing aid. Right. From points, across, <laughs> from points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Design Plug Disneyland Edition, episode 604 for the week of August 21st, 2016. The Design Plug Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jamalotta Willie. Hello! And Michael Bowling. Speak up, Sonny. I can't hear you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jeez, why does everybody have to think grandparents have to be old? All right, Believe so- me, I'd rather be an old grandparent than be a young grandparent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've we've talked about the little ones. We've talked about the medium-sized ones. We've talked about the freeloading college kids. Yep, we're uh, going to skip, though. And we're, yeah, we're going to skip ahead. Because in honor of Grandparents' Day on mm. September 11th, the day you get to fully spoil any grandchild you have. Nice. Oh, I don't need or a special Or be spoiled day right, right. by any grandparent <laughs> you have. Or, better yet, spoil your grandparents, take them to Disneyland. There you go. There we go. So, Yes. So we're skipping ahead. We're going to pass the newlyweds and the the young single adults and the They don't need our helps. Ah, you never know. <laughs> oh, my God. They're, but they're knock, knock, knocking on the door to Google search for their, their <laughs> Disneyland is their land. So we'll get back to them another day. But now for now, we're going to talk about grandparents. Now, as you know, grandparents can go from 30 to 105. How old is the oldest living woman currently? Uh, I think right. she's like 110 or she's something. She's not going to Disneyland. Anyway, she's not, she may not be going to Disneyland, but she may think about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Along with where I put my teeth. <laughs> it's time for my shot of whiskey. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think we should forewarn everyone that Michael is a bit punchy with the lack of sleep today. So he's going to be really good this episode. Oh yeah. So, so yes. <laughs> um, but seriously, no, grandparents can be, you know, young and they've got grandkids and yay. And going to Disneyland as a family, you know, one thing I've always been completely envious because I know it sounds odd having doing a show on grandparents coming from us, and we don't have any living grandparents for our kids. So for me to be, you know, hosting a show on grandparents, I'm, you know, fully fond of the fact that Michael is able to be with us on the show today. And, you know, that while Mary Jo is not a grandparent yet, thank God, um, you know, she probably has some good advice from when her mom... Went to Disneyland with her kids. Yep. So. Fun times. Um, and Tom, you and Christy have certainly taken, you know, your family members right. to Disneyland. Yep. You know, that's something that's always been a huge, you know, deep down melancholy envy of mine is, you know, we don't have that big family to go on a family vacation. So we have you guys instead. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> which is true, Mary Jo, as yeah. Mary Jo and Michael and Carol all know. Um, so, what do you do when you have a multi-generation family at Disneyland? What are some great advice, you know, for grandparents to take their grandkids? Um, you know, not all grandparents move at a slow pace, but some of them do. Not all of them can be Michael, who is amazingly zippy. <laughs> Thank you. I think I am. I think. You are. Thank you, I think. You can get more stuff done in a day at Disneyland than I can. <laughs> but, you know, how that's, do you enjoy that day much together? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Tom and I did what? One thing? Yes. <laughs> oh, and then we went and sat in the lounge and had drinks. Yes, and, and had drinks, yes. Had drinks yeah. and good food. <laughs> oh, I like that pace. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't get it very often. Especially now that my kids are starting to go, ooh, rides, ooh, rides. I'm getting too old for that crap. Um, anyway, um, back to the back. So having a touring strategy for grandparents is definitely not a single rote subject. But when you're talking about taking the grandparents, you have to consider the grandparents in mind. How, you know, how do they get about? How, you know, how young and sprightly are they? You know, do they ride roller coasters with the grandkids? Are they more willing to go on things that the smaller children will go on? Or are they going to hang out and want to just do shows? Or do they think or have a predetermined viewpoint that Disneyland isn't for their age bracket. These are all valid things to consider. So before planning a, a trip with grandparents who are not big park goers, um, you need to sit down with them and, and get an idea of what their expectations are at first. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of a disastrous visit. Would you agree or not agree? If they're not big park goers. Right. I mean, and yeah, and I think the biggest issue is the mobility. You don't want them to be miserable in the parks. Right. Mm -hmm. You want them to be able to do what, what they can do and enjoy themselves at their own pace. But, st you know, so, um, are there any recommendations as far as wheelchairs and ECVs, um, renting in the park versus, Versus renting elsewhere, we oh you know Carol has to have um, an ECV, right? And we rent third party, okay. And mainly because if you rent from Disney, you can't take it beyond the park gates, right? And if and you need to get to your hotel, so, uh, so that's why we rent we rent third party vendors, and and you have to be careful because some hotels have preferred vendors. Uh -huh. Some some are actually now starting to rent them themselves, and so the problem is if you rent from a person that is not a preferred vendor for that hotel, the hotel will not accept it unless you are there, and uh, so you have to um, do do a little do your homework. You know, if you're not exactly sure when you're arriving at your hotel, make sure that your hotel is going to accept and store your ECV. So, um, now, Mary know, Jo, do we you. have any do we have any areas on the boards that um, that people can go to to look up Disneyland ECV vendors and stuff? 
Well, there's always uh, the best thing they can they should do is go to the Disneyland board and just go to search the board and then put an ECV because there's different vendors that people do recommend where they've had personal experience, but there's no one particular thread that has that information. Okay. Now, uh, are you saving money by d- using a third party, Michael? Do you know? Uh, off it, it depends. Okay. It, 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 it depends. Um, the convenience is worth it for us. Well, I mean, course, Carol yeah. just yeah. can't go that distance. Uh, you know, it's, it, uh, I, I think you are saving money in the long run because you have it 24 hours a day. True. True. So, which gives you a lot more flexibility as to what you can do, um, on during your vacation. Now, have you guys ever rented directly through the Disneyland Hotel or gone through and, and found out who they recommend or? Yeah, you have to contact, yeah, contact the hotels and find out who they recommend. And, and like I said, will they accept, uh, will they store the vehicle when you're not there? What about the, the on-property hotels? Do they? That's the. Those are the ones. Yeah. 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 They do have. Disney does have preferred vendors. Okay. Okay. Because I know I've. I had to get. Um. Now here's an interesting tidbit. Like I remember when I was pregnant with Lily, I ended up needing an, a wheelchair in the park, and they did let me take it all the way to the hotel to get me back to the Disneyland hotel. And as long as we came back through with it and brought it into the park, they did make an exception for us mm-hmm. at that one point. Cause they knew I wasn't going to be able to, I was like eight and a half months pregnant. So they knew I wasn't going to be able to walk all yeah, that, that way. That, I think own. that's, that's, a major so that was a special, that was yeah, a special that's a major dispensation. Yeah. yeah. So that was. don't that expect know, that. Right. Exactly. Um, but I know, like, being at Walt Disney World, I was able to get a wheelchair at the hotel. The hotel had a set to rent themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's something to consider, too, when you're calling around. So, um, but the Disneyland Hotel, I, I'll ask next time I'm there. We're going to be there in a couple weeks. So I'll, I'll update us in a, in a future, um, you know, housekeeping or something. Um, anyway, okay, so we've talked about mobility. So now that we've got a mobility plan in place for our, for our, um, our grandparents, um, the other thing I think in, that ties directly into that should be the fact that, you know, you want to set up a plan with them, how mobile do they want to be in certain areas? Like, you know, you've gotten them to the point where they're getting around the parks, but are they going to want to get on and off attractions? Can we back up a second, Nancy? Yeah. Can we talk for a second? I don't know if you have, have notes on this, um, about where to stay. Oh, and that's a good, that's actually a good jump. So where to stay? That's, you know, depending on mobility as well. You know, do you want to... Well, and also extended families. That you know, makes a difference with big families where you want to stay, if you want to stay. Because I don't know that... does Do the on-property hotels, other than the DVC units and things like that, have have um, accommodations for larger families, for extended families? Well, you figure your average hotel room <clears throat> on-property is for five. Yeah. Um, the Paradise Pier does have suites for six. Okay. 
um, they are probably the most affordable of all the sweets for six. But there are sweets, art, the artisan sweets at the Grand Californian sleep yeah, four, but, yeah. actually, I think. Yeah. So, you know, you have to kind of look at that. Um, there are some great places across the street. Yes. That have some family suites, um, ones that are booked and sold as family suites. Yeah. Um, what's the largest or average property size that you can think of that you would recommend across the street, Tom? Since you are our hotel guy. Yeah, I'm trying to think of which ones have, which ones have suites. Um, De- doesn't Howard Johnson's have family suites? I think they do. Also, like they the do. Des- Desert Palms, they're around the corners of Good Neighbor Hotel that would have suites. Um, of course, you know, check with your Dreams Element travel agent. They have yeah. they have all the details mm-hmm. on those. Yeah. Um, re- a residence inn. There's a two different residence inns that have yeah. larger rooms. And you, Michael, you've it, talked it, about where you and Carol stay. We, we stay at a variety of places. If we're not in DVC, you know, we have, you know, we stay at Tropicana, we stay at Annabella. We, we have a, a few different ones we like. But, um, but also if, you know, it, not all grandparents have accessibility issues, right. but, but if you do, you want to contact the hotel and ask, what does accessibility mean to them? Yes. And, and you have to tell them, what do you need? What do you mean by accessibility? Do you need a walk-in shower? Not all accessible rooms have that. Do yes. you need um, a, a, a roll-in shower? Do you need uh, maybe a chair in the shower um, to sit? Do you need a handheld shower head? Uh, you know, be, um, rather than the one that's built into the wall. Uh, it's all these different things, uh, you know, about what you need around the commode in terms of bars and things like that. You need, you need to, to educate yourself about that property because not all accessibility rooms are created equal. And, um, and, and, and we've had some rooms where we have been told that they're accessible rooms and they were not, you know, at all. I mean, they throw a bar on the wall and they consider it accessible, you know, a bar on the wall in the bathroom and they consider it accessible. So, um, you know, and that's it. And there's not even room for you to get your wheelchair or ECV or anything into the room. So, um, you know, so, so do your homework. Um, you know, for that. Also, if you travel between states, what one state considers accessible is not what California considers accessible. And so, um, like what Florida considers accessible when we go there, very different from California. And that's why even staying at the Walt Disney World Resort, we have to tell them what we need in an accessible room. Very good. Thank you very much for that. Mm -hmm. That's that's really helpful for a lot of folks. So once you've got your room, once you've got your accessibility, once you get into once you get into your planning mode, I would say if grandparents are not familiar with the theme parking experience, it would be a good time to pull out the maps and talk about if they're open to this. Um, some grandparents are not. Um, but talk about like what areas are comfortable or familiarize yourself with what areas are going to be comfortable for them should they decide not to do attractions. Because let's face it, 
if they want to wait something out because they're hesitant about it or they're not sure that it's going to be a good fit for them, they're going to want a decent place to sit and relax and enjoy themselves and people watch. Or especially if grandma says, no, I'll take the baby and you guys go on ahead and I'll meet up with you once you get back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a sleeping child in a stroller, you know, and grandma wants to stay or grandpa wants to stay, um, what areas are going to be the most fun, you know, the most fun for them. Right. For hanging out. You almost have to also manage the expectations of the older, ki- of the kids. Like, you know, grandma and grandpa are with us this trip. They may not be able to do all of the rides. We need to make time to experience attractions with them. And then we will give you a couple hours to go do what you want to do or something like that. But this needs to be family, a lot of family time as well. You know what I mean? Very Mm -hmm. true. And in fact, I would even go a step farther and say, you know, maybe grandma and grandpa are going to pick out the meals this, you know, that they might like to experience this trip. You know, let's go for the diet. I mean, we haven't even gotten to dietary restrictions. Because, let's face it, the older we get, the more we can't eat. The more, you know, if we eat this, we're going to be run to the bathroom. That could be anybody of any age. But, you know, sometimes as we get older, you know, we don't tolerate things as well. Especially when it's a combination of heat and food. Mm-hmm. And you know what we do? Summer vacations are hot. You know what? What? We do is, um, you know, we always, as a family, we talk about like, what are your top three things that you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that if you don't do these, your trip is, you know, ruined in quotations, <laughs> yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And then we prioritize them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's where you can then also engage, you know, what grandma and grandpa want to do. And then you can pace it out because what we do a lot of times is, you know, we'll do a couple of exciting things and then we'll take in a show. Mm-hmm. Or we'll have one nice meal where we, we at table service. And then, and then, or, you know, I mean, we, we, we intersperse it with activities where it's exciting. We're going on attractions, but then something where we slow down the pace a little. Everybody catches their breath. You know, you, you, you have mint juleps and beignets at the French market as you listen to the jazz music. And that you could know, be, and can, that could be like the that. time the teenagers go on Space Mountain or something. Right. Definitely. Exactly. So there, there's all kinds of ways you can plan out your day. So you, cause you don't want any family member to feel that they're a burden by slowing the family down. Um, so I think by planning your day out so that everybody gets to do at least their top two things in the day, then it's going to be a successful day. Yep. Because let's face it, when you take a group, you're never going to be completely together Mm -hmm. the entire time. No group ever stays completely cohesive and moves as a mass from here to there and does everything at the same time. No, a lot of times that we do with when, um, with our granddaughter, when, uh, you know, when our son and, and, and his, um, fiance are with us, um, they will, we will have her for part of the day and we do sort of all the, a lot of the things that our son isn't really interested in doing and then we'll sort of take a break and then they'll take her and then they'll do the big exciting 
you know, Tower of oh. Terror and California screaming three times in a row and whatever <laughs> else it might be. And then, then we meet up again and then do thing and do things together. So, um, so, and that's, that has worked well for us. Okay. Let's, um, let's go around the room and, um, Let's go around the room and name off a favorite. If you were a grandparent hanging out with the kids while, you know, the teens went on the ride or, you know, just whatever. What's your favorite hangout place in each land area? So we'll start with Main Street. Um, uh, Jolly Holiday. I was, I was going to say that Jolly Holiday yeah. or sometimes I'll sit in the hub. But um, Jolly Holiday, and I like to sit in the area that's closest to Coke Corner in mm-hmm. case the um, the ragtime pianist is there. And I can listen to him. Nice. Nice. I agree. Okay. And I, I would especially like it when they play musical chairs, especially if I have my oh, yeah. my uh, potential grandchildren with me. I, mm-hmm. They they may not know it yet, but they will want to play musical chairs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have dreams, Mary Jo. <laughs> Knowing your luck, they'll probably be like, "No." I know, right? There'll be Six Flags kids. Okay, Adventureland. <laughs> There's nowhere in Adventureland. I can't think of anything except <laughs> hang out in the tiki room. I don't know. What about that little? Um, what about that little? Um, sort of seating area just off to the side between Aladdin's Oasis and where you get off the Jungle Cruise. It's okay. I I just don't find find Adventureland a relaxing area because it's so crowded. And and for somebody with a wheelchair or ECV, Adventureland is torture. Yeah, pretty much. Trying to get through there. Yeah, Adventureland is is definitely, I I don't even consider it a thoroughfare unless I forget and make a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I'm heading to Indiana Jones or Jungle Cruise, yeah, you avoid Adventureland. So for Adventureland, would you say then move into New Orleans Square, like right by, um, in the little fountain area then, between um, Haunted Mansion and Cafe Orleans, and, um, oh. French Market? French Market, yes. Yeah. So you can listen to the Royal Street Bachelors if you mm-hmm. want. I'd probably take oh, yeah. my kids to where the rafts are to watch the ducks um, by the by the river. And there's so much activity that's going on over there's there. There's no, sh- there's no, sh- not as much shade over there though. Mm-hmm. Okay. The and other default. May- what about the other default then being um, just that area in between Frontierland and Fantasy Fair? That little walkway area, because you can kind of see the ducks right or right inside the gate or just outside the gate of. Oh, I love that area. Mm -hmm. That's to to me. That's almost a a magical type area at Disneyland. It's so pretty over there. The castle's right there. Fantasy Fair is right there. And then, who doesn't love to watch the my my kids still do, or my daughter does, like to watch the ducks. And sometimes you could catch the turtles in there also. Let them go, Mary Jo. Don't bother the turtles. <laughs> Michael, you were going to say something about about New Orleans Square. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, one of the problems now with New Orleans Square is I used to love to sit down, you know, hang out by the river, and I still do, but that it's now stroller parking all yeah. along there yeah. and blocks my favorite views. And but, smoking, too. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I... I 
you know, Lexi likes the music and, you know, get some beignets and mint juleps for the kids, you know, and sit there, listen to the music, get them sugared up and then say, hey, mom and dad, why don't you spend some time with your kids now? Yep. <laughs> Make it. There That's you an go. awesome one. Sugar high. Another great place to get sugared up is Critter Country, hanging out at the exit of Winnie the Pooh. In that little area, you can watch the Pooh meet and greet and get candy from the from um, Pooh's Corner. There's always there's usually seating down below Hungry Bear, too, by the restrooms. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then you can watch the river once they pull down all the screws. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of boring over there but right now. That is neat. And, and, you can, and that's a prime location for ducks because everybody feeds them. Yes. There, so they hang out there. Okay, Tomorrowland. I hate Tomorrowland. There's no hangout places uh, except uh, Tomorrowland Terrace, really. Yeah. There's also the where the tables are outside Pizza Port. Yeah, and and the side of Tomorrowland Terrace, where one of the Mary Blair murals used to be, there's some tables along there. That is so right. that could be sort of a quiet area, you know, sort of alongside the, mm-hmm. you know, you're facing the Matterhorn and the submarines. Actually, there's that little tiny, everybody forgets about it. There's a little tiny seating area just to the right of the shop that's underneath the great antenna to the universe. Um, the old, um, the little shop that used to be the old, um, the Radio Disney. Disney Yeah. 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 Um, there's a little tiny and it's tucked in and it's kind of covered and it's, it's separated by a planter from the rest of Tomorrowland Terrace. I, I think that's a nice place, but I personally, I like Fantasia Gardens. Yes. Okay. That's a very nice area. Um, Mm -hmm. some uh, people in the, in Mixer, the chat room are talking about, the benches along the exit uh, from Space Mountain on the way between, like, where the restrooms are. Yeah. By the, by Starcade. I know it does. But there's, um, some, but there's a few by benches the ball. there. By the marble ball, watching the kids there's play no with shade. the marble. There's It depends what time of day it is, but yeah. I mean, there's not much shade if you sit on the, um, on the Star Wars experience side. Or if you go in the afternoon, there's, there's yeah. going to be shade. And that's kind of fun. I still like Fantasia Gardens personally. Yeah, I think I think that's a good suggestion. Because the and you'll see ducks. Yeah, you'll <laughs> see ducks, oh, and yeah. if you have small children, you can kind of corner them, but let them run around a little bit, you know, in, yes. in a little safe environment. Fall off the dock. And for those they who don't would, know, right? <laughs> and for those of, who don't water. know what we're talking about, the Fantasia Gardens. It's it the is, old motorboat dock. It's behind the Edelweiss Snacks. Edelweiss Snacks. So they can grab a chimichanga, mm-hmm. or, or a turkey, turkey leg, leg yeah. or turkey corn, an ear of corn. We down. saw yeah, somebody a put area. a turkey leg in her purse <laughs> on our oh, last ew. trip there. They're so drippy. Yeah. Um, any other areas in Fantasyland that? Fantasy oh, up Land? on top of the on top of the Small the World mall, area. Small World Mall. Yes. Area. The Small World mm-hmm. Mall. Um, how about there's actually some some a little bit of seating, kind of off to the side of Dumbo, back around. There's a nice place to hang out if you um, if you go back by, by the Calliope behind Dumbo. I think there's a bench or two back there. Yeah, and a village house, uh, outdoor um, patio area, that can be a nice oh, yeah, place yeah, to yeah. relax, yeah. grab a snack. 
I think so they have the frozen lemonade kiosk right across from uh-huh. there. Anything in, in Toontown? That's so... There's, there's a lot of seating in Toontown. No, mm-hmm. no shade in Toontown, though. That's like... Yeah. yeah. Um, there's seating around by Roger Rabbit. There's like a planter bed that yeah. kind of seat has a little seating area. Um, I would rather sit outside fan, um, outside the Mickey's and the Magical Map the- Fantasyland Theater uh-huh. over by the, the snack place. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the restrooms? Yeah. By the, is that Troubadour Snacks? Yeah. Yes. yes. Troubadour Tavern. Yeah. Troubadour Tavern. Yeah, that is a nice and, area up there. And there's almost never a line if you want a quick snack mm-hmm. that, and, and you like what they serve there. That's a great place to go. They have like a really unique kind of quote unquote nachos there, I think. Don't they still have like the, it's like. Don't they have the baked potato there? They used to. They used to also serve bratwurst there. I think that we should research it. I I do Um, think they still have that. I know I glanced at their menu when I was there yesterday. It was like French fried nachos or something like that, or not tater tot nachos, but. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I I haven't been up there in a long time to look at the menu, so that's definitely something to check that, out. That's kind of I think that's one that they kind of like try new things. Yeah, that, that and Harbor Galley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's and they're another seating great place. There. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the Ar- Fowler's Fowler's Harbor. Fowler's Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially nice on the backside. Um, one that we didn't mention because it's not in the land and because it's closed right now is the train just to sit on the train for 20 minutes and and you can go around as many around times as you want and around and around and around there relax goes. relax okay let's go to california adventure then oh um, let's see Buena Vista street starbucks um Places um, to sit sometimes when, sometimes when I've sat, it's been uh, behind uh, the storyteller statue, you know, where they put the Christmas tree yeah. Yeah. outside of Elias and Company. There's a, a big circular bench around that planter, and that can be a really nice sometimes area. Sometimes there's characters in there, though. Yeah, no, once in a while. Yeah. But um, but I've, I've sat there and waited for people, mm-hmm. and, and then sometimes you can even watch, like, the, the Red Charlie newsboys there. Right. Or five and dime. Yep. Okay, and then um, over in um, Hollywood Land, there's always the the stage, the performing arts stage area. Yeah, because yeah, they don't don't use that much during the day, so there's lots of benches there. And there's a little bit of seating over by um, Tower of Terror, but yeah, it's not quite Mm-mm. it's not quite very scen- you know scenic or anything. No. Um, Bugs Land, there's a few um, fun benches. Yeah. Hanging around, just watching things go there. Um, and certainly for a few of those things, you can send younger kids, you know, kids over seven on those. Um, cars Land, lots of places to sit in Cars Land. Is there? Um, cozy Cones. Oh, um, yeah, there's all those flows. benches at Cozy Cones. That outdoor patio. On at Flows mm-hmm. that okay. overlooks okay. Radiator Springs Racers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So there's a there's a few good spots there. Um, up over there's a couple benches up by the Stanley statue. 
Oh, I didn't know that. That's good to know. There's a couple little benches up there. Um, And then around by the restrooms, there's benches. Yeah. And then, um, of course, you know, Pacific Wharf is a great place because there's tons Tons and tons of of seating there. Mm -hmm. Um, Any And then, of course, anywhere around the lagoon, especially in that little... um, Not not only the the eating area in Pacific Wharf, but also along the parade route, there's lots of benches in, in the Pacific Wharf area. Yep. And then, like I said, anywhere around the lagoon, there's some benches underneath the Silly Symphony Swings. Uh-huh. Overlooking the lagoon, there's benches in Paradise Park. There's... Um, yeah, par- I par- really- Paradise Gardens is awesome. Paradise Gardens. Yep. The par- yeah, Paradise Gardens area. Um, also, there's that little um, pavilion that's right, right on the lagoon side across from Toy Story. Um, um, are you talking about the one that's like the across? exit, Toy Story exit? Okay, Sometimes yeah, yeah. they have characters under across the from like the, fr- across from the carousel almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of halfway in between though. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's some seating behind the carousel at the exit of the bathrooms. Um, California Screaming <laughs> by the bathrooms. Yeah. I would prefer to sit at Paradise Gardens. Oh yeah, I could sit there all day. And they have entertainment there, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Watch any. Oh, um, there's a few benches along the walkway around um, Grizzly River Rapids. Yep. Especially the little in. Once you go in the back section, I mean, there's the smoking area, but once you pass that, there's some nice areas. Um, Are there any? There's no benches down by the viewing platform, though. No. But there's some benches all along the walkway around that attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you could go into the Grand Californian and sit, sit around Whitewater Snacks. Or in the lobby. Or in the lobby. Yes, very much so. <laughs> you know, of course, that means your family has to exit the park to come find you, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, you know. You know, the, if you want to go in and get a drink at the Hearthstone, you know. Um. So we've covered a lot of great places just to hang out. Yeah. So let's see. Moving in a direction. So we've covered the hangout. You can listen to our shows for the younger kids to kind of figure out what would be good attractions if you want milder things. You know, cover which um, which of those. Um, shows. Oh, my God. Any of the shows you could sit at and enjoy. We've got Mickey and the Magical Map. We've got Fantasy Fair, where they'll kick you out afterwards, but still. Um, oh, we forgot well, the animation the building. Mm-hmm. Oh, the animation building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great place to just hang out, too. You're right. Oh, yeah. Air conditioning. You know, music. What more could you ask for? What I see some, some of the grandparents do is when they want to just relax... They'll sit on um, the benches before a parade and kind of, you know, kind of. They save the spots. Yeah, they save this. <laughs> yeah. Well, they save the spots for the family, but at the same time, they're they're off of their feet, relaxing and um, just enjoying people watching. And I've seen grandparents do that quite often. When my kids were little, my mom was pretty young, so she she could outrun me. And and she we were always on the go and and. We would do the child swap um, with the kids 
and but she liked everything so so that was yeah. always fun and I, I I would probably do the same thing but I'm pretty patient I, I believe that if I were a grandparent I'd be you know willing to sit on a sit on one of the benches as long as there was shade you know and yep. wait 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 for the parade and just kind of people watch mm-hmm. and Oh, Carol does that, and then she gets to know the life story of everybody around, around her. <laughs> you know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because you never know who you're going to meet and what kind of experience you're going to oh, have. That's very true. Um, probably important to, you know, make sure um, when you enter the parks that grandparents know where the closest hydration is. You know, especially if they decide to park themselves somewhere. You know, make sure they're set up with everything. You know, especially if it's a really hot day and if they're an older grandparent. Um, you know, make sure they know where the closest bathrooms are if they're not park goers. Um, you know, it's so, it's so interesting because, you know, we have, we have our generation of grandparents like Michael and Carol who have been park enthusiasts all their lives. And, you know, now are raising their children, you know, grandchildren to be park enthusiasts versus, you know, the first time family that is bringing their grandparents. Right. A couple of years ago, um, we took my kid's grandmother to Disneyland. She had been wanting to go and... Um, it was my two kids and their half sister that went. And I, before we went, I told them, I said, okay, we're here with Grammy and the attention is on Grammy. And mm-hmm. every, the kids were, yes, you know, um, in agreement. So instead of them wanting to go off and all the fast rides or attractions, they spent the day with their grandmother and it was the best thing. And we were watching, I'll never forget, we were watching the fireworks together and she was like, this day has been wonderful. I love all of you. And it was just, everybody was just so happy because Aww. we slowed down and the focus was on, on their grandmother. And sometimes people need to remember, remember that, that, um, grandparents, you know, we're talking about how grandparents can go and, and our focus has been, you know, spending time with the children, et cetera. But I think that we should also remind the younger parents to slow down and don't take advantage of don't use the grandparents so much, but actually spend time and enjoy the time with the grandparents and the children when you're there at the Disneyland resort, because there's so you, it's a different focus and it's just a different type of enjoyment um, that you get from it. I just, I still remember that that day when my kids bring it up or, or their, their grandmother, it's, it's, just such a lovely, you know, we had a nice meal together. They paid so much attention to her and she was so happy. So that's something I think that the older kids um, can focus on when visiting the parks with their grandparents. Well, you know, and, and in that vein, which is an amazing vein to think about, you know, also remember that if it is grandma and grandpa's first visit, Get them that first visit button. Think about, you know, if you've been a bazillion times, think about your favorite little pieces of the magic. You know, think about how grandma might actually completely adore the Snow White Grotto, which we didn't even talk about having grandma go over there. Um, But think about how, you know, many memories of their childhood that might bring back. 
Um, if you know of those magical experiences, the fun things, you know, the pearly band, the, you know, Mary Poppins dancing, you know, stuff that's especially pertinent to their era of Disney experience, you know, guide them towards those things or present them as a surprise. Yeah. There's just so much you can do with, do, do with them, um, and it doesn't have to be extravagant. It's just spending the time. I'll never forget my, I rode on, believe it or not, Space Mountain with my grandmother who was over 80 years old. And she always wore her hair in tight little braids, you know, around on her, on her head. Not Princess Leia like, but they were tight against her head. And we're riding Space Mountain and her braids came undone. And I just remember my grandmother with her, oh yeah, her braids undone and her laughing and laughing on the attraction with me. And I'll always have that memory. Um, of course, my grandfather sat it out, <laughs> but my, but my grandmother wrote it. And it's, it's just such a fun, I think I was 19 or 20 and I spent the day with my grandparents at Disneyland and doing things that, you know, with, that they wanted to do. You know, and, and there's a whole other aspect of this we haven't really addressed, and it's more of the situation Carol and I are in. We are the grandparents taking our grandchildren to yeah. to Disney. It's not like we're the ones that have to be catered to necessarily. Right, right. We're 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 the main people taking yeah. them and that's a whole different experience and you still have to pace uh, you know pace yourselves and all that in the children and you know you go still go back for those naps go back and enjoy the resort pool and everything mm-hmm. but disney has they they have recognized this that this generation of grandparents as as, as nancy was sort of jokingly saying they are they are younger they are healthier they are more vibrant than in past generations because of medical advances and things like that. Mm -hmm. So Disney knows that, you know, grand more and more grandparents are taking their children rather than going as intergenerational families. And they are marketing to that. And like, if you go on the Walt Disney world website, there's a whole section on grandparents plus grandkids equals a grand adventure. And it's all about grandparents, ideas and things you can do for children's of different children's children of different ages <laughs> mm-hmm. and activities and a lot of the thing is a lot of this applies to um disneyland as well right. so um so you know if if that's the grandparent you are where you're taking your grandchildren to the park you know there are disney resources out there to give you some ideas that's a great that's a great i um idea that you brought up, Michael, because I've, re- I've seen you and Carol with your granddaughter and it definitely is a different experience for the younger children because oftentimes, I want to say oftentimes, but I've seen when you have young parents and they've taken their young children, the parents are go, 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 you know, and yeah. the kids, they, they sometimes overlook that the kids are tired because they're trying to get their bang for the buck. Whereas the grandparents really are focused on the, on the children and, ha- and taking things a little bit slower. And I remember mm-hmm. how you effortless, effortlessly made it such a magical experience for your granddaughter and, and how she was looking for Patrick Bagora, you know, everywhere we, <laughs> we walked, you know, and that's probably a magical memory for her that she'll always carry. And I don't see, you know, you as a grandfather, that's something that you brought to for your granddaughter 
that I think she'll carry for forever because that was just pretty special. Yeah, oh, thank yep. you. Yeah, yeah, we've had thank you, Rachel. We've had some absolutely wonderful times. And, and it's nice that we've, we've been privileged enough to live long enough and are healthy enough that, you know, as grandparents, we can share those experiences with her. And yeah, and she, she will have really good memories of us. And that's what's unique about Disney. It's that it, it is for people of all ages that can spend time together just as Walt wanted. So, um, so, you know, whether it's grandma and grandpa taking the kids or, going as intergenerational families as Nancy's been talking about. Yeah. Um, there's not many places you can do that. You're very correct. I mean, it used to be that the only places that was the really acceptable places was, you know, historical monuments and museums and this mm -hmm. and that. And, and no, I mean, it's so much fun to get down there and just play with them, especially when they're in the younger ages. Um, you know, the teenagers... It's kind of hard, but, you know, you could do those build, those building moments. I mean, if you're a grandparent taking your your teenager, you know, why not book tea at Steakhouse 55? Mm -hmm. You know, have a chance for you guys to actually sit down and talk and, say, you know, compare experiences. You know, this, you know, when I was younger, I could, you know, I went to a tea like this, blah, 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 you know, this is what we did, this is very similar, this is not, you know, or just using those opportunities to open them up and chat with them and talk mm -hmm. to them about things they like and, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, and compare, you know, you can take your teens and say, okay, you know, compare production quality. You can talk about shows from, from, those aspects, you know, what did you think of the actors, the actresses? Did you notice this or that, you know, and, and just really have dialoguing about stuff that you see in the parks or what did you think about the special effects? What did you think about, you know, how they did this attraction? Well, and especially now, in, if uh, grandma and grandpa trying to relate to the teenagers, now with properties like Marvel and Star Wars as part of Disney, it can be cool for teenagers to go to Disney. Whereas before, they think it's all about princesses. And Disney isn't anymore. You know, so, um, it, yeah, it's so now, yeah, you can enjoy time with your teenagers at Disney because they have all these cool intellectual properties and, right, and, and cool stuff for the boys. They were intellectual properties that, you know, I mean, I'm 50. I'm old enough to be a grandparent, um, technically. Um, for me, I look at it and think, you know, back in the 80s and the 70s when I was into this, that, and the other thing, into Star Wars, into comic books, you know, I can actually bring that and share that with my gra mm -hmm. my kids' grandkids. You know, this is the way Marvel was in this day. This is the way, you know, we felt when we saw Star Wars for the first time. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we could talk about, because uh, oh, Star Wars came out when I was at university. So, um, yeah, we could talk about how, how amazing it was when we went to opening day for that, you know, and the kids can relate to it because they're going to, they're going to opening days of new Star Wars films and all that. So, um, and it's something you can share because, yeah, grandparents, we grew up with Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And now Star Wars is back. We can share it with our, our grandchildren in, um, in Disney. 
no matter how old the grandchildren are. We're we're a very a different set of grandparents, right, Michael? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. we really are. You know, we're we are the first generations that um, you know, have worked most of our lives. Both sets of parents have worked a lot, you know, we're the first generations that, you know, have technological experience on both the mother and the mother's and father's side. So, so yeah, there's, I mean, I don't want to say we're, we're a different set of education. Mm -hmm. We're a different Mm -hmm. set of, of knowledge base. We're a different set of media based, you know, we can relate. I mean, my grandparents couldn't relate to kids' cartoons when I was a grand, a grandchild. So, you know, they had a lot harder time in that respect. Mm-hmm. And well, now and, we and, can because we've been and, raised and, with it. Ryan brings something up in the Chatterati, which is actually a sneak peek of my next segment, something that I bring up in the, in 60 Years of Disneyland, is that, um, you know, at when Disneyland had its 25th anniversary, they sudden, that was sort of the first time they realized that children who were there for opening day of Disneyland were now bringing their children mm. to the park. That was the first generation. And Disneyland suddenly realized we have a history and we have, we have created, we are now part of family memories and they had never realized that before. Yeah. And, th- and that's sort of true where, you know, grandparents, we grew up with Walt, this generation grew up with Walt Disney on TV every week. And which means that our children, our grandchildren always had Disney in their lives. And so did we. And that, so this is all a shared experience you know, through the generations now. So Disney is a part of our history that yeah. we can share with with all the generations in our families. Uh, Sally in the chat room has, says that that's why they joined Disney Vacation Club was because they could take all the grandchildren for dig- mm-hmm. Disney Legacy that, in the family. That's why we joined. That's why we increased our points when we found out we were becoming grandparents and we bought at the Grand Californian so that we could take our granddaughter there. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, it truly is becoming something that is part of everybody's family, you know, like fishing trips to, you know, a lake in Michigan used to be for generations before. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, yeah, so I think, well, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I think oh. now, and I think because of that, we're, we're, we see less of grandma and grandpa sitting aside while the kids run off because grandma and grandma have these memories of going on the attractions they still want to go on them Mm -hmm. as long Mm -hmm. as their health permits so again it is a very different experience i think with with this generation of grandparents well definitely and and somebody else pointed out you know grandchildren and grandparents watch disney movies together at home Mm -hmm. you know and if they haven't if the grandparents haven't, that's a great way to get them all together before your trip. Thank you, Mark, for in the chat room for that tip. Yeah. But, you know, to, to really get everybody on the same page for the, the stuff. And that way you can talk about the movie and what you saw in the attraction and how similar it was or not. Some cases how exactly the same it was <laughs> <in> stage <laughs> performance. 
Now, now. <laughs> you have to listen to the news show this week. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to point out? Um, any other tips that we've forgotten? Certainly, um, you know, oh, something I remember um, in regards to health, you know, as um, you've mentioned on other shows and I think we've talked about this, you know, know where the first aid station is. Um, refrigerating mm -hmm. medications um, can be done. You know, make sure that, you know, not only do you have the, the medical needs and uh, diapers, everything you have for children, you got to make sure, make, make sure grandma and grandpa have their supplies and needs met. Yep. And, and anybody and can be a diabetic the, that needs insulin yeah. refrigerated. And, and if, and if they do have a medical condition, where is the nearest hospital that could deal with that in case there's an emergency? Oh, bingo. That's a really good one. Especially as, as we get up there in age or, mm -hmm. or in health conditions. You know, kids aren't the only ones that go to Disney World as a, you know, late in life or a health condition. Also, um, if you're coming from out of the area, make sure your insurance works for a the mm -hmm. hospital that you're thinking about going to. Exactly. A lot of times if you if you belong to an HMO, they have a travel packet that you should have with you for any member of your family, but especially someone who might uh, especially like grandma, grandpa and all that just um so that it it explains everything should you have to check into a hospital that maybe is outside your network and what the process is for getting reimbursed. And and there's rules about how soon you have to notify your primary care physician or notify your carrier and things like that, that you've sought medical attention. That's, uh, that's again, an awesome point. Oh, we're being asked in the chat room, we forgot to cover downtown Disney as far as great places to hang out and rest. Oh, yeah. There are seat Uva benches. Uva bar. Yeah, right. Uva bar is right in the middle of it. <laughs> Well, there are so many great benches. The way downtown Disney is designed, there's all those um, seating um, seating concrete benches all around all the planters as you come into downtown Disney, um, right by um, right by Na Naples, and you know. What about like? I mean, just right right outside the gate or right outside um, security, the the seating area for La Brea Bakery. Yes, that's a great area, it, and, and you know all, we don't go there enough. It's almost hidden. I mean, you don't you because you just you're going out security and you just keep walking, and you don't look back to because it's kind of behind you. Well, you know, we don't think about it because you know La Brea has that obvi very obvious restaurant outdoor dining right, area right. to the right that's right up against the walkway, but we don't think about anymore because it's that feature is so since they redid the bakery that feature is so much more prominent yeah, yeah. than the old one where, you know, you walked right in the door and then it fed you right out into that seating area. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, An another fun place uh, is uh, outside the Lego store. There's a little place where you, oh, yeah. Grandma and Grandpa can take the children. You can play with Legos out there. They have a little racing car area where you can build Legos and all that. Of course, you're going to end up buying some sort of Lego set. $120 Millennium Falcon. Or yeah, something. or the $350 Disney World Castle yes, or yeah. something. But um, the, the one, anyway, but the, the one for Disneyland is cheaper because it's smaller. 
Yes, no doubt. But you can. Um, <laughs> That's just but, wrong. But you can. But anyway, but that that can be a fun place. And there are, like Nancy said, there's planters and all that around there too to sit. And but that's a place where you can be engaged with yep. with children, but um, get a breather at the same time. The the parrots outside of the rainforest cafe. There's the sitting area um, outside of um, outside of Earl of Sandwich. There's, oh gosh, just all throughout. I mean, you can't go wrong with any area of downtown Disney, especially in the evenings when there's music and there's entertainment all the way through. Oh, yeah, somebody else is saying during Christmas time, watching the ice skaters when they really set up um, the holiday mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So um, those are all great. And of course, you know, what a better way to do than go on off to Trader Sam's? <laughs> oh, absolutely! And Tangaro Terrace at the at the Disneyland Hotel. So many, so many areas in downtown Disney, um, and the hotels. Grandma and Grandpa may not realize they can go hang out at the hotels, even though you're not staying right. there. You know, they may want to go off, Grandma and Grandpa may want to go off at the end of the day and ditch you guys and go to the Hearthstone Lounge. <laughs> so, you know, there's or so they many. might want to get their tiki on at Trader Sam's. Oh, my God. And we didn't even, uh, we didn't even talk about going into the Carthay Circle Lounge as a great place for Grandma and Grandpa to hang out without the kids. <laughs> so, that's... You know, another great area. Grandma and Grandpa are going to have a fun trip. (laughs) Grandma and Grandpa have a couple of drinks in that lounge. They're not going to remember the trip. Scotch miss, scotch (laughs) miss, two scotch miss, please. All right. Excellent. Any final words from anybody? Love your grandparents. There you go. Happy Grandparents Day. There you go. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared with your grandparents. Thanks for listening. <laughs> That's right. And they pay, their, they pay, pay for everything. They pay for anyway. everything. <laughs> <laughs>